this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Friday night. It's yeah, been it a, is. it's been a hell of a day. It's it's definitely been a day. more for you. Maybe just a touch. <laughs> and Power outages, earthquakes. Yours sounds straight up out of like a Roland Emmerich 1990s movie. You know what? It really does. <laughs> it's like mine catastrophic. Was, <laughs> mine was just more. I'm tired, so I'm not even gonna not even gonna try and compete. <laughs> But I feel like there's no better way to to wrap up a hard day than with a 1990s. I feel like this already breaks the theme because the theme of the month is supposed to be 90s erotic thrillers. I know. I would not dub this as either of those. No, no. You know what? And I have I have found that a lot. So I know that we've talked about this before because Sonora and I were both on the Showgirls episode, but. You know, we have this monthly thing where we try to watch erotic thrillers and it's always kind of like, okay, well, are they erotic and are they thrillers? And very often this classification just does not fit films that are generally classified that way. And I don't know why, but like, yeah, I wouldn't consider this one erotic or a thriller, truly. Which was the same issue we had with Body of Evidence. I mean, it was erotic in that two people boned a lot. It wasn't erotic in that that was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, but I mean, you can have regular movies where people are boning a bunch. That's true. And they're not necessarily classified as erotic. Like yeah. often they're like, it's a drama. That's yeah, that's very true. Which body so, of evidence technically was. Yeah. And from what I hear, I mean, I have not seen it yet, but I hear that Oppenheimer has a sex scene. And I mean, does that make it erotic? Like, based on, you know, some of the movies that I've watched where it's like, wow, there's one sex scene and people decided this is like an erotic something or other. We should just, without warning, always (laughs) online refer to Oppenheimer as erotic, erotic thriller Oppenheimer. Oh my gosh. Historical (laughs) erotic thriller. See how many people like, holy shit, they gave the Oscar to an erotic thriller. (laughs) That must be the first time that's ever happened. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Y'all, we need to do this. Yeah. Because truly, like the, it, it's more erotic um, than this. Uh, having seen Oppenheimer, uh, it's a hundred percent more okay. erotic than Indecent Proposal, which is the movie oh. we're here to talk about today. Which is one of my favorite podcast situations where you happen to have already watched the thing that I was planning to do. So, like, well, that's perfect. You've done the homework. I know it was. That was the easy part. I had already done the homework, and I certainly was not doing the homework a second time. <laughs> Yes. In preparation for this. So oh our timing was perfect. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is not a movie that anyone needs to see more than once. And I feel like another week and it would have just left your brain entirely because it's only been four days for me and I'm already like, wait a minute. Right. I likely would have like compartmentalized that into, you know, the area of my brain where I'm like, okay, we did that. You really don't need to keep any memories of it. Uh, except I did keep them a little bit longer because I knew that I was coming on here. 
to talk thank about you for it. that yeah and about <laughs> once this is done feel free to just wipe toss, the slate clean toss it back out into the world and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. off in the 10 boat years and into go, whatever this one whatever lake that was that they're in i don't know i don't remember i forget we but. talked a, a little bit about it in the body of evidence episode mm-hmm. but i had a very skewed view of where this movie's place is in cinema history i thought this was a generally well-regarded critically enjoyed like classic and very quickly i realized no it just made a lot of money nobody actually really liked it even then it's not even a historical lens thing like when it came out it was pretty widely trashed that's so funny. I had no idea either because I hadn't seen it. Like, I didn't see it back in the day whenever it first came out. Um, I would have been too young for it at the time. Although, yeah, I, would have I guess not nine, really all that I erotic, guess. but whatever. Yeah, right? Like, too too young for that, for sure. And it just has never kind of popped up as something that I've watched. Why and... is Woody Harrelson so mad? What did she do with the rich guy? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, I mean, now now that I've watched it, I'm like, I was probably watching like worse stuff at that time, oh, so it probably would have been totally fine, um, honestly. But <laughs> but I never saw it back in the 90s, but it's definitely like one of those movies that always comes up whenever people talk about like, oh, you know, like 90s erotic thrillers, because it's it usually winds up on lists with, you know, your basic instincts and like all of that kind of stuff that are That's why we covered it kind of lauded at that time, right? So like I went into it thinking, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna get something, some of that like the 90s, like kind of dirty, like let's go. And that was really not what this was at all. Not at all. And it even has the same like that cover, it's the two of them, like Yes. Like in you know mid coitus one has to assume which did we ever closed, see this coitus i don't think open. we ever saw this coitus i ass- this, this specific coitus i don't think we did definitely not i think, I think this all- was fabricated for the poster as far as i can remember there are two coital which is what we'll be referring to, <laughs> referring to it as yes yes scenes in this movie there's like one right at the start yep kitchen and and then there's the doing it on a bunch of money Yep. After they so, so win a little. I mean, we'll win? get into it, but yeah. Win. <laughs> Here's earn. my. I like to say earn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's my other kind of issue with this movie is, I mean, I think even if you haven't seen it, which neither of us had, mm-hmm. everyone knows the basic idea because it's you know it's was supposed to be that conversation starter of right oh what would you do in this situation like for Mm -hmm. anyone who doesn't know the idea is what if a rich guy offered you a million dollars to spend the night with your spouse right and it's supposed to be like you know hey it could have it could happen to to anyone like and that's kind of what i thought this movie was is average couple gets offered this deal and it's Mm -hmm. a movie about like, well, I actually I thought it was going to be more of a focused on her night with the rich guy. So when yeah. that ended immediately, I was like, there's still an hour left. What is what story is there left to tell? I know. Well, that's I mean, that's when I had that sinking feeling where I was like, oh, God, is this just going to be like the slow devolution of their relationship? And 
Yeah. <laughs> Which even then it was a very speedy dissolution of her. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But where my issue came into play is it immediately the movie makes it very clear, oh no, it can't happen to you. It's very specific to this situation. Because yeah. I thought it would be, you know, average couple, middle class, gets this offer, like, oh, what should we do? What should we do? But no, like the movie spends the first 30 minutes going, they basically have no choice. They have mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what would you do? It's like, I don't ask me again when we've invested our life savings into a developing a property and then both lost our jobs and then owed the bank a bunch of money real quick and then lost our remaining money gambling. Then I'll answer yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, it sets it up like these two are very desperate. They're very, very desperate. Like, and I don't know who thought that it was just a great idea to go to Vegas and like just gamble. I'm just like, that was just a horrible idea anyway. But I guess when you, when you have to hit rock bottom, you have to hit rock bottom. Yep. <laughs> and you decide craps is the way to go. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it sets it sets it up. And let's, I mean, first of all, this is not a particularly healthy relationship from the beginning. <laughs> like, let's just establish that too. Like, it's not a particularly healthy relationship. And then they've just been really, really bad with money. <laughs> like, it's just awful just decision. Horrible, makers. like awful, awful, awful decision makers. Like, yes, go after your dream. But when everything crumbles, don't just get in a car and go to Vegas. Like, that's just not the way that you do this. (laughs) And their first night there, they don't win all of the money they need, which in typical movie fashion is the very convenient even Mm -hmm. number of $50,000. They need $50,000 to give to the bank right now. Yes. Or the bank's going to take their property. Mm -hmm. And they win, like, what, half of it, I think? I think so. That sounds about right. Which, I mean, that's already a stretch. Which, yes, already is. <laughs> but, like, okay, like, take it and walk. Like, you must be able to figure something out. Like, we don't have right? 50, but here's 25. Yeah, like, go make, go, go make, like, a, a good faith offer. See if you can, like, you know, work some of that magic with, with the people that you owe money rather than, you know, the bank of a casino that just wants to screw you over. But instead... What if we just put it all right now on the line in craps? On, yeah, on one bet. Oh, my God. On one bet. <laughs> on one bet. Oh, man. It's it's bad. It's rough. It's, it's very, very rough. <laughs> it just feels like the movie was too scared for there to be any ambiguity at all. Yeah, like, I think so. There couldn't be any gray area. It's just like, no, we have to make it incredibly clear that it's either sleep with Robert Redford or, or live lose. on the streets. Yeah, lose a decision everything. We all face eventually in our lives. <laughs> when when you eventually face the choice of sleeping with Robert Redford. Yeah. Yeah. Nineties Robert Redford. Seventies yeah. Robert Redford. See that I don't even need a a million dollars. A different situation. Yeah, absolutely. Way different. Now I got distracted picturing 70s Robert Redford and (laughs) lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, the lack of ambiguity. I will will give you a moment. That's okay, Sean. You you enjoy that. I had my moment. I'm all good now. Okay. 
even when they're kind of making the decision, it kind of feels like, well, Woody Harrelson can't push her too much because then that will make his character unlikable. But right. she can't seem too eager because then people are going to be like, well, she wanted to sleep. Right? So it just feels like there is such a careful like we can't risk any single character, including Robert Redford, who I yeah. felt was the villain. But then they go to great lengths to make him OK. It's like, yeah, there needs to be a bad guy like. Someone needs to be like, there needs to be people doing things. We can go, was that the right call? And the movie just seems so scared to do yeah, that. I know there was, there was no one to take the fall. I think that the closest you get was Demi Moore's character basically saying, oh, but I would do this for you. And you're kind of like, oh no, you want to do it for yourself, girl. Like, yeah, like we can read between the lines there a little bit. Um, but like. Yeah, I like she's not even given an opportunity to like own her sexuality in that way or anything either of just being like, yeah, you know what? Sure. Like he's a decent enough looking dude. It's for money. Like we'll pull up a contract, which by the way, I did appreciate um, that they got was, her lawyer involved. He was, was probably like, my okay. favorite character. And in the he movie, was super fun. Oliver yes. Platt. Because he's <laughs> the only guy like whenever he shows up, it's like, oh, thank God. We've got a couple minutes of energy in this movie because <sighs> it's all so. I know seriously like he he steered it a couple of times into like almost like dark comedy territory yep. um in he a way seems to be the one great. who understood like, the kind of movie that this should be yes yes 100 percent. and just like all of his little quips of like dude I could have gotten you more I could have gotten you more <laughs> just yeah he was <laughs> and like eventually they're like air. they're like we don't want any of the money and I'm like first of all y'all are crazy um but secondly, then he's just like, oh, I'll take it. Like, I mean, if no one else wants it, like, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I was like, okay, you are delightful. Like, this yeah. is good. Um, and also, at the end of the day, too, like, Demi Moore's character was better than either of the guys that were vying for her, too. I was just like, yep. you were just in a shit situation. Um, sorry, I'm going all over the place. There is a lot to talk about. No, the, the, the correct <laughs> ending for Demi Moore's character should have been, like, basically, fuck y'all both. Yeah. I wanted her to run off with Oliver Platt, actually. Oh, see like, that. You know what? The wild take, things ending. Take the that money and good. go. Like, that would have actually been fun. And be like, you actually go have some fun after you earned that money. Yep. You've with been this guy who, who gets it. Like, yeah, like, laugh a little. Have some levity, please. Yes. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. Like, Oliver Platt brings the only, like, there's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the same issue I've had with last week's movie where I've read a lot of people saying, oh, it's such a good like it's on. I think it's the Razzies or someone had a list of the mm -hmm. best like the best bad movies. And this is on it. It's like I didn't get that really, though. Like I no. didn't get the this is so bad. It's good experience. I just know same with body of evidence. It's like it's just kind of slow and dull. And I don't have anyone that I'm really rooting for. Like, I don't care if she ends up like if she ends up with Robert Redford. Okay. If she goes back to Woody Harrelson. Okay. Yeah. Neither are a good choice. Like at the no. end of the day, it's kind of like, why are we invested in this when we can see massive issues with both of these choices? And like, yeah, there's, there's really no good trajectory for this no. storyline because these characters are just not, uh, yeah, it's 
It's real rough. Although, I mean, I will say I was rooting a little bit more for Woody Harrelson's character. I mean, which is saying something because I already was like, your relationship is rough in the beginning. But after, okay, so obviously we're going to spoil this whole thing. They go through with yes. it, right? Like, yes, they take they take the money. They draw up a contract. Um, you know, you- there's there's their one night. Um, he runs after her, which is a scene I recognize from The Simpsons oh when they parodied this movie. Yes. I was like, oh, I, I, oh my gosh. I get this now. It was so dramatic. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so he, he runs after her, obviously, like, uh, she's been swept away in a helicopter off to an undisclosed location, so he can't catch up with her. So it's gonna happen. So it happens, and then afterwards, he basically stalks her. Like, yeah. not even just basically, like, he actually stalks her. Oh, yeah, his first and order of business is to buy the property they're trying to buy back so she yes. will come to see him. Robert oh Redford, we mean. And she's, and she's trying as much as she can to be like, no, like, we're out, we're done, like, we did this, stop following me. And then eventually she gives in. Yep. But we God skip. damn it. All of that part where we see why like we don't like she's with Robert like there's like a bit of a time jump and Woody yeah. Harrelson's you know getting his life back together and we're all like I don't care and then <laughs> he's with Robert Redford but we didn't really see why that happened like it's a two hour movie but it seems to fast forward through the important stuff yeah yeah and like they do nothing with the money even after they can't buy their property back the money almost ceases to be a thing immediately right and i'm just kind of like okay if you are in this situation you can't buy your property back but you have a whole bunch of money you need to work on your relationship go fuck off to bat to bali or something like go have a go have a honeymoon situation and like work on whatever you need to here like use your money and like fucking enjoy it for a second i will say this you know i've i forgot about the money it's like such a minor <laughs> part of the plot that when he makes his big gesture and like oh, he's with Robert Redford and, and they're at this charity auction and Woody Harrelson barges in and is like, I bid one million dollars. My first thought was he doesn't have a million dollars. And then I remembered what the movie is technically about. I was like, they're going to get mad at him because he's I was like, wait, he hasn't. I guess. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Spent any of it this whole time. Yeah, they haven't done anything with it, apparently. And well, she does say, like, I don't want the money. You keep the money. Yeah, and then he's like, I don't want it either. And just like that was some hard-earned money. So you know what? Like, I mean, maybe not hard-earned, who knows? Like, we don't know because we don't really get to see a whole lot. Nope. Um <laughs> But like you earned that money. Enjoy it. Don't just spend it frivolously on hippos. Yeah, it would have been funny if after she was like, you keep the money, it just cut, and he's got it just a dope-ass TV. Oh, my God. Like, well, I <laughs> the, spent the a little. TVs, yeah. I got a jet ski. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, because you, you don't get to see, like, Robert Redford's character, like, really work for or seduce her at all. Like, all it is is him, like, stalking her, which is all very problematic, right? Like, you don't actually get to see, like, any sort of tender side of him or anything like that. It's all hoodwinkery. Like, he is just, 
<laughs> he's like tricking her into, oh, well, I want to go see this property because she works in real estate. Like, I want to go see that one. Well, it's not for sale. And then they go on the grounds and I'm like, first of all, what the fuck are you doing if it's not for sale? Then we find out it's his house and obviously he's trying to impress her. And I'm just kind of like, he's just fooling her in every single way. And then she's just like, oh, well, you're dashing and you have money and my other relationship isn't working out. So I guess we're going to do this. Yep. And I'm just kind of like, again, we didn't get to see it. But maybe the sex was really good. I don't. She, but we she don't does know. kind of kind insinuate of. that it is. But yeah. also at that point, is she just mad at Woody Harrelson and trying to, you it's, know, yeah, get it, in his head? It's in the midst of a fight that she can't win. So I'm just kind of like, ah, I can't trust any of it. And it's just like, I see no motivation for why anyone is doing anything. In this movie. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> like the most interesting stretch of the movie yeah. when it when she does come home from the date. And I was like, oh, my God, how is there an hour left? Mm. It's like that first scene where she comes back and they're both just like. Hey, hello. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about it? Or it's like, I was nope. like, okay, there could be something to this, yeah. like kind of watching them put on the smiley faces and pretend everything's okay. And then it all mm -hmm. starts to bubble up, but the movie's not interested in that. So in basically the next scene, Woody Harrelson's like, you did, you was it good. Did you enjoy having the sex with him? And like, well, we didn't build to this. Like, no. I understand what you're trying to do, but it's like, I don't know. I guess I just wanted it to bubble a bit more, but it's just like basically a little bit of awkwardness, immediate explosion. Yeah, he went to zero to 60 with like that paranoia, honestly, where I was just like, y'all are adults and you made a decision like you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't just... know. Like, you should have thrown something at the helicopter, like taking your shoe off and thrown it. Right. And then maybe, you know, could have avoided this whole thing. Maybe. Or maybe they could have just gone crashing down if it had gone into the blades. And then now we would have had a completely different movie. <laughs> now that would have been a twist <laughs> if halfway through he crashes the helicopter and then spends the rest of the movie covering it up. Oh, my gosh. And then what if she, like... She went into a coma and then woke up and had to choose between them, but didn't remember anything. See, like, th this is what happens, though, whenever these movies don't deliver as you start coming up with alternative scenarios of like, ooh, but it could have been better if we did this. Yeah. Which involves, you know, it. we have to go so far as crashing a helicopter and amnesia. It would have been something. It it, it would. Like, what, yeah. what, what do you do when you have your three character drama where you don't care about any of the three characters or if yeah. like the crux of a movie like this is I hope that these two can figure it out because I'm rooting for them like Demi Moore in Ghost. Yeah, that yeah. movie works because it's like it you guys made that pot together and you, you're a good couple. And what happened is tragic. And I I want you guys to get, you know, your moment together because I'm rooting yeah. for you And here. Eh. Exactly. There are reasons why couples recreate that moment at pottery wheels around the world. Like it's because you're invested. Like you care about them. You want to root for them. You want it to work. Right. And here I'm like, do I want to reenact anything from indecent proposal? Absolutely not. No, like, no, no one carries cash anymore. No. So you can't do that scene. 
it's funny to no. think of someone going to the ATM and getting out a whole <laughs> bunch of bills and then redepositing it the next day. It's like this is just <gasps> this is just for our sex tonight, and then this is going right back into the bank. I would do that. I got that would be fun. I got you know what? Ten hundreds, so won't Life be goals. quite like the movie, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then there was a moment too, where I was just like, okay, can she just like not wind up with either one of them at the end of this thing? And then there was like the hippos and the grand gesture. And then there's uh, Robert Redford giving Robert her permission Redford, to leave basically yeah, instead of her making up her own mind by, by insulting her. Yeah. And driving her away, which is a very 90s thing to do, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, very problematic 90s. I'm like, if if anyone is wondering why, like, some people can't do relationships well, if they were watching these types of things back in the day during formative years, like, yeah. <laughs> there was at um, least more than one couple where at the end there was a guy, why can't our love be like that? Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Robert but, Redford at the end starts Lies. like they're leaving the charity thing or i think they're leaving the charity thing they're in yeah. the back of a limo and yeah. yeah he just starts saying oh you really were the best of them and he's like oh you know you think you're the only woman i've paid a million dollars to sleep with that's how i know if i'm sexually compatible with someone and i'm watching this and going this seems very out of nowhere for this guy and then sure yeah. enough after she's like well fuck you i'm out of here the driver's like why did you say all that? Those were lies that you just said. And I was like, yeah. oh God, this is even worse than if he was just an asshole. Seriously. And like the driver's like playing along in the beginning too. And just, I just like, what? Like, couldn't we at least give to me more that, like just the ability to make the choice without having to have one guy be like, oh, but I'm an asshole. So you should go to him. It's like, oh, yeah. thanks. Thank you for making the decision easy. One moment of actual like agency would have been nice. <laughs> like just one. That's just all one, that I'm just, all that I'm grasping for in a 1993 moment. movie. Just one for Demi Moore's character. That would be fantastic. That's why I always um, do give credit to the, the you know the rom coms or the rom dramedies or whatever we want to call mm -hmm. them, where like there is a current person in the picture. And the movie doesn't take that easy route of going, oh, but, you know, he, he's cheating on her. So it's yeah. fine. Like, no, yeah. he's doing nothing wrong. But mm -hmm. like, all right, well, you know what? At least you're willing to do that. So instead of just making the like, no, she she's going to make a decision. Like Sweet yeah. Home Alabama, a movie I don't really <laughs> care for. Actually, no, that's not true, because I think even in that one, Patrick Dempsey's like, it's OK. I'm not even mad, but because mm -hmm. in 20 years, I'm going to be the sexiest man alive mm -hmm. and then you'll feel bad. That's right. I'll be on the cover of everything. And I'm going to use that to do an Eli Roth holiday themed slasher movie. Yes. <laughs> Which if anyone has not seen Thanksgiving is very fun, much more fun than Indecent Proposal. Yeah, that's definitely our recommendation here. For Pretty her. different. Yeah. But yeah. better. But, but yeah, so she he gives her permission to go and then she goes back to Woody Harrelson and But she goes to like the spot where he proposed where he 
fucking and he just happens, happens to, to be, be there. Come on. I know. I was just like, no. And then she doesn't even sit next to him. She sits like they sit back to back and she reaches a hand over and he takes it. And I'm just like, is this supposed to be romantic? Because I feel like I should just immediately usher these two to therapy. Which I assume is definitely their next stop. And that therapist is going to have the best time. Like, I know there's a patient doctor confidentiality thing, but oh, that doctor is going to be like, I want to tell you about my current clients so bad. You will never guess what the basis of their whole argument is. Oh, my God. I'm just going to say it. She fucked a rich guy for a million dollars. Right. <laughs> he said he was cool with it. He's not cool with it. It's a whole thing. I'll be really sad when they go. Yeah. And that's indecent proposal. That is. Yeah, that's indecent proposal. Like. There's not, there's not a whole lot to say. Like, okay. No. We're supposed to be doing erotic thrillers this month, so let's break this down into those two categories. Is Indecent Proposal erotic? No. No. There are two sex scenes that would not be out of place on any primetime show that you would have seen, maybe even then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one has, you know, at least a little bit of nudity and interest, like, it's a little interesting, but it says a lot that, that I don't even remember that about it. Right. <laughs> you have already put it behind you. Like, it's just gone already. Gone completely. Who? Absolutely gone. Yeah. Who was naked in that scene? Oh, Demi. Was she? Yeah. Cause he kissed her butt. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm back. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. he kissed her butt. That's about it. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, on the erotic scale, no. F. Letter yeah. grade F. Yeah. Generous and... D minus for butt kiss. Yeah. And Is the it... thriller scale? F minus minus. Yeah, non-existent. There was the... nothing thrilling about this. <laughs> The closest it came to any actual tension is that game of craps. That is true. That is true. You know what? They they used up all of their stuff in the beginning yeah, because they, that was the only time when like the stakes were actually kind of high. The, the only time in the like they and they really draw it out like slow they motion do. and like mm -hmm. cut to them, cut to the the ball. Like, oh, is it going to I forget if they pick red or black, but yeah. And that, that's the only, and you know, you know, they have to lose because otherwise when Robert Redford's like, well, you want a million dollars? Like, piss off, old rich man. We're fine. So, you know, they're going to lose, but still it's like, okay, I'm still a little tense. But oh, yeah, yeah, you know, she's going to take the offer. You know, she's going to go back to Woody Harrelson. This is the path to get to those stops. You know, it's fine if you know where a plot's going as long as the journey is interesting, but it is, it is not. I don't know um, what what was happening in 1992 or 93. I forget which year that everybody on the planet went out and how much did this end up making? This was 93. Yeah, 93. It was mm. it made one hundred and sixty million dollars internationally. OK, and then another one hundred and six in North America wow. for a grand worldwide total of two hundred and sixty six point six 
million dollars. Why? I, I feel like maybe it was just like the premise was intriguing. That is Wikipedia's theory. Some journalists, I feel like it was like a bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah. Attributed the audience turnout to Paramount's strong marketing campaign, as well as the film's sensational premise mm -hmm. that made for a heated debates. But again, there's nothing at least like, yeah, OK, you can take that idea and be like, well, what would we do? Right. But the movie like that would be a far more interesting conversation probably than mm -hmm. whatever the movie like the movie, the situation that they've set up. You know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Do you ever see the Kurt Russell movie Breakdown? No, I haven't seen that one. I remember it being really good. It was like 1997 or 98. And the whole thing with that was a similar like, oh, like it could happen to you. And what would you do? Where it's like him and his wife and they stop it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But it was like yeah. they stop at a gas station and then his wife is just gone. He's like, where'd my wife go? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? There was no one. And so he has to get to the bottom Ooh. of this. Like, where'd my wife go? I remember it being a good movie. That's interesting. And I was watching it with my mom. And there's a scene, I still remember this part, where Kurt Russell's like hanging onto the bottom of a truck, you know, to figure out where these, you know, where these guys mm. going. Maybe there I can find my wife. And my mom's like, can you imagine your father doing anything like this to find me and save me? <laughs> She's like, I just, like, I would just be gone. <gasps> like the whole idea of like what would you do it could happen she's like he'd never find me he's not going to do anything like this and that's what indecent proposal kind of reminded me of is like this can't happen it's such a such a specific situation yeah that's it's like it's so totally not yeah he it, might as well just stay home and play like a would you rather style game and skip the whole movie? I know whatever you guys so talk about interesting. is going to be way more interesting. Mm -hmm. Although, okay. So one aspect of this, and I know that I told you about this before recording and I know that you haven't researched it and I'm really excited. Yes. Let's get into <laughs> it. Is that indecent proposal is based on a book. And the book, if you can believe it, one is even more problematic because it was written in 1988 incredible and there are some things here that are just like oh my god no um but it's also despite the fact that it's like massively problematic more interesting you know what it's the same thing with this movie is if they were willing to you know it just plays it so safe that if there were okay. a few oh it would at least be something <laughs> to talk about Okay, are you ready? I'm gonna. I might not I'm, be, but here we I'm go. I'm so excited for your reactions. I'm gonna give you some of like the major things that we discovered about this. Okay, so first of all, and this is where some of like the problematic sort of situation comes into this. Apparently, the book makes a very big deal about like culture and race of uh, Woody Harrelson's character and like and Robert Redford's. Because... Oh, so they're not both white dudes? No. Um, so the Woody Harrelson character is Joshua Kane, who is a descendant of Holocaust survivors and a veteran of the Israeli army. Holy shit, we're already off and running. Oh my god. And your high roller is Sheikh Abraham. He's a sheikh. Okay. Um, From a Middle Eastern country, so... So there's that. <laughs> so first of all, 
Wow, there's already a lot to unpack there. Okay. Uh, right, there's a lot. So and not it's just, Robert Redford. No, no. And it's his beautiful wife, Joan, who I think that they make like a big deal about being like blonde or something like that. So like there's this whole like obviously it is very uh, I don't even know how to unpack all of that. Um I'm still focused on the fact that his name is Joshua Kane. Joshua which in the movie Kane is David Murphy. Yeah, and Joan Kane and Shake Abraham, and that's all we get. Um yeah. So <laughs> the other the other big thing that happens where I'm just kind of like, whoa, again, problematic intrigue is in the book during their night together, our high roller dude tapes the sexual encounter, like videotapes it, and Joan does not know. Okay, so um, in the book it seems like he is definitely the bad guy, unless oh, that's gonna shift. Uh, well, I mean, because <laughs> in the movie, that is my they they, you know, they kids glove it. They're too scared to make Robert. Although I did read that apparently Robert Redford. Part of his condition for taking the role mm -hmm. is that they make him less of a villain. And I mm. assume in 1993, you're not going to tell, you know, Robert Redford, like, nah, get out of here. We'll get someone else like, oh, we got to do yeah. what he wants. So. Maybe they got rid of this whole thing because it's basically like this situation where Robert Redford's character um, or this Sheikh Abraham guy in the book is actually taunting the husband. Like they get together at one point and he's like, oh, here's a souvenir of our night and is straight up like, here's, you know, video of me fucking your wife. Essentially. Okay. This is way more interesting right? than what we got. Like um, that is what this movie, that's what I thought. <gasps> that is a 90s erotic thriller. Yeah. Like he takes the tape home and he's like, what's this? Like some cartoons or something? And then yeah. puts it on and the dawning realization. And then, you know, you cut to the the black and white footage. And then the guy's like looking at the camera and being like, yeah, I know you're. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you're ready. This is from the Wikipedia page. While Ibrahim is lost in thought, this is during this exchange. Josh is able to secure the tape. The two men engage in hand-to-hand -hand, hand -hand combat. Oh, man. You're going go to go toe-to-toe with Josh, or Josh Kane with a name yes. like that. I know. But remember, he was in the Israeli army, too. So, Oh, that's right. I mean, there's some shit going down here. Um, and it says that Josh gets the better of Abraham and is able to cast the tape into the ocean. Can you just imagine the drama of shooting that? Like, amazing amazing i'm so mad that i know that none of this got they served up on a platter and they were like what do we not need this <laughs> this this oh what oh. do we need a hippo auction uh, right and then it gets even more interesting because there's a character in the book named Sai, who is kind of like was oliver platt's character who was you know this likable uh lawyer legal friend right i don't know what his role is necessarily in this but they find out in some fashion that Psy actually set the couple up and brought them into Ibrahim's orbit as well to like serve them up on a platter because he knew that he would enjoy the wife. I don't know. I don't know his motive. I don't know what his motivation to do that would be, but I'm zero already, idea. I'm, but I'm all, interested right? in finding out like, oh, my God, do I need to read this book? I I mean, if you we could have a little book club, if you'd like, Sean. 
I'm sure there would be a lot of texts back and forth. First, let me see how many pages it is. I, I think it's sub 300. I want to say it's like 288 or something. 296. Like there you go. Um, And then obviously, like, their marriage begins to deteriorate. There's all of that sort of stuff. Like, that's all the same. Uh, their attempts at a romantic dinner and outing at the Phillies game and a planned trip to NYC all lead to various levels of dissatisfaction. Are you ready? Culminating in Joan's attempt to take her own life. Oh, my God. It went there. Wow. And then Josh moves back to Israel in an attempt to leave the past behind and joins the Navy. But Joan still surprises him at the end of the novel by finding him there and saying that she wants to continue fighting for their relationship. That is so much better than I'm going to roll up and buy this hippo for a million dollars. I I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a whole lot wrong with, with all of this. Like, but at clearly, least yes but, but at least so it's much more interesting exactly it's interesting it like, is so much more compelling yes is you like you pretty much just bullet point by bullet point addressed all of my concerns with this movie that there's no villain that there's no moral you know it's all know. just moral like gray area no one's willing to be good or bad it's not yeah. sexy there's no plot twists Yes, there here there are villains, there are secrets, there's fisticuffs. Which I guess I didn't complain that there are no twists, but I think maybe just all of my knowledge and expectations for erotic thrillers come from wild things. Because I just want all of these to be wild things. I want you know like what? who's good and who's bad, and like I, that's that's what I want from these. But all so far they've just been very pointed. But like if Oliver Platt third act villain reveal that would have yes. been amazing yes absolutely like did he get a cut like did he like was robert redford's character paying him as yeah, well he, to help like set it up is he like a scout <gasps> right for robert redford to be like i can find you some million dollar women way more interesting as long as i get you know my my 200k or whatever i get out of it yeah i yeah. Well, I guess that's not financially how it would work. It would be on top of it. It wouldn't be a cut because then he would have to negotiate with the woman, and then that yeah, would give away yeah, exactly. his secret that's not, really that's, quick. That's not going to happen. It would. It would. It would be like all coming from money bags. I'm so mad right now. I know. Like, I know. It it's really crazy. seems like they just took everything out of that book that could have been even remotely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They they watered it down in a very big way. And I mean, to be, to, I I guess for 93, like, I kind of get it. Like, could you really have gotten away with that? I don't know. But I think like, the other movie, I think Body of Evidence was the same year. And that had Madonna licking candle wax off a naked Willem Dafoe. So, I mean, that is Madonna. That is classic Madonna. <laughs> so, like, I mean, there's some of that, I guess. <laughs> That's what the song Material Girl is about, I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say the only two like redeeming things of this like entire film and don't come at me y'all um, are the dress that he buys her because the dress is a good dress. I will admit it's a that. nice dress. Like, I like I like the dress and um, yeah, don't come at me. But whew, Demi Moore at that time is absolutely smoking and specifically like, like her breasts are incredible like next holy shit it's 
Oh my God. The fact that I've been sitting here for 10 seconds, just going and not even (laughs) developing a word describes 90s. Tells you everything that you need to know. Yep. Exactly. Like, I mean, she is an absolute smoke show and just like stunning. So like, I mean, I, I get it from Robert Redford's perspective. Like I totally understand not not everything else, but like I get the wanting one night with her because she's like stunning. Not to objectify if... her or anything, but damn, that's, a, that's what this entire movie basically is: is whose property is Demi Moore? So right, I know it's fine. We're just <laughs> keeping with the theme of the movie. And can money buy love? Which yeah, thankfully Robert Redford just point like that's the theme of the movie, guys. In case you didn't, I'm just gonna address it directly mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. john gage i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. is his actual character's name Ugh. i would have been such a better boyfriend <laughs> tell me more yeah no Ugh. yeah I... yeah can, it's not can, good can can money buy love Meh. i mean it kind of worked for a minute <laughs> For a minute, in this for actually, we don't know how long that period of time is. Where like we just that's true. Follow like Woody Harrelson as he becomes as he... a teacher and starts exercising. It's like what yeah, is Demi no coming idea. back? Yeah, she gets she gets real comfortable with him too. She's like on his arm and exiting limos, and yeah. So I don't know. Could have been a while. In terms of ranking, because I, you know, as the person who has to do, oh, oh no, I don't even know. I gave them both two stars, so it's just kind of like they're just floating around at the bottom together. I mean, can they have a tie for a second until you keep going, or are you no? You you're you want to rank them, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what the themed month I have to. But the way that I always try and break the tie is. Right now, someone approaches me and says, which one of these movies do you want to watch? And I'm struggling to even answer that question. You know what? Body of Evidence very, very narrowly wins because Mm -hmm. it had a bit more of that camp factor of just a slight bit more of that. This is pretty dumb. And I'm enjoying that. Not enough of it. Yeah. But a decent proposal has none of that. And I do want to look up the whole so bad it's good thing and see what I missed there. Like what? Yeah, it's what? it's rough. Ugh. Like there's some like dumbs, like the narration that just comes and goes the very like, yeah, the very, very monotone. We were so sad that the property we'd been working on was going to go bye bye now. Mm-hmm. And then like there's then there's no voiceover for like an hour and then all of a sudden it comes back. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... Stuff like that was like this is very dumb, disjointed. Yeah, it was never like oh, oh, oh this is dumb. This is it's not an interesting movie. So this one is below body of evidence. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Think about that indecent proposal. Think about what that means. Go to your room. Like <laughs> your science project lost to. <gasps> Kid who taped bread to the Bristol board and let it get moldy. Yep. Yep. Just think about that. Mold was more interesting. Something you're currently enjoying. Oh, I was not even prepared. Um, 
oh, you know what? Here's something that uh, that I just finished watching with my husband and that we were talking about to a friend last night and like just can't get enough of it is uh, the animated series Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, I don't know that. On Netflix. It is really fantastic. I'm not going to tell you much for the premise, uh, but if you are into graph, like I will preface this and say that it is very graphic animation. Um, but if you dig that and like kind of like the revenge narrative samurai sort of situation, it's really rad. I do like all of the things that you're describing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Give the first episode a shot. If you you'll you'll know immediately, like if it's your jam or not. But um I think it's extremely, extremely well done. Some really great voiceover actors and uh yeah, animation style is really cool. Um yeah, it's it's really good. And it has been renewed for a second season. So if you like the first one, then it has not been canceled. Which I feel like we have to preface things with now. Yeah, that is always, <laughs> you know, the Netflix chicken and egg thing. Is, <sighs> yes. I want to watch this, but what if it doesn't get renewed? But it if I don't watch it, I lessen its chances of being renewed. Yes, yes. There will at least be a second season. So, yeah. Okay. They what about you? They just canceled something else that I people were bummed about. Mm. And I don't remember what it was. I know they I'm canceled gonna... Shadow and Bone. Uh, uh, it was more recent was one, than that. But cause yeah, because that one I, was. Meh. I can't think of it and I won't think of it. So let's not waste any more time. Yeah. What am I currently enjoying? Uh, I won't name them because, you know, we're trying to be positive here, but I haven't had the greatest book <laughs> run oh no a little bit although i'm reading one i'm enjoying now um uh, i'll be gone in the dark Ooh, which i didn't i didn't realize yes. is is written by uh Patton oswald's deceased late wife mm-hmm. late, late wife which mm-hmm. I, yeah has added a little bit of a oh but yeah it's, it's very interesting it's super interesting it's it's exceptional and like how all of that like went down too is just so incredible too, because she's the one who really kind of pulled it back into the zeitgeist with that, like with that it's, book. And then they yeah. found him. Spoilers. What? That was in the news. <laughs> no, That's I'm... not even addressed in the book. So really like <laughs> I have about a hundred <laughs> after the book was that, out. So. <laughs> so that's been that's been a nice one. Um, mm. God. I think I already cal- called out Poor Things. Oh, is a yes. great movie. Uh, God damn it. You know what? I'll give us. Uh, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Persona 3, but I think I already called that out, too. There's a game that came out on Tuesday. It's called. I think it's been out on Steam for a while. It's called Alyssa. And it is literally, hey, what if we took an original Mm. PlayStation survival horror game and just made another one? So like in the style of like the first Resident Evil and the first Silent Hill and like Dino Crisis and games like that, like the character moves like a tank and everything looks like it. It looks rips. And as someone who played all of those, even the bad ones. It's really cool that someone not only did that, but weren't content just going let's make a throwback to these games. They went, but then also let's make it good. Like, let's not just rest on. It's like those. Remember those? Like, no, let's all like make it a good game. So 
So there you go. I will throw out uh, if, if anyone else remembers those days as fondly as I do for like 20 bucks, you can go get 20 bucks Canadian. So like, I don't know, four dollars American. <laughs> 50 the, cents. It's like free, <laughs> maybe. You actually get five dollars for it. How about that, that? That perfectly lines up <laughs> with my understanding of the economy. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, go check that out. Um do not check out indecent proposal. Do not check out body of evidence. Next, it's not going to get better because no. next we're doing David Caruso's Jade. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not seen that one. Yeah, the next two are are planned to be Jade and Sliver because it okay. felt too obvious to do Basic Instinct. So I was like, let's yeah. do Sharon Stone's follow up, Sliver. With one of the bald ones, I forget which. Not Alec. No, I have heard. I have not watched it yet, but I've heard good things about that one. I had a friend who recently watched it and was like, "Ooh, this was this was steamy. This was spicy." So maybe I'll actually get something out of that one. I would take even just one of the categories fulfilling its promise. Just 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 one check mark. Give me the erotic. Erotic, like one. Everyone is failing at both things. I really hope that you at least get one of those boxes checked for the next I, two, two. I really two, hope two, so. more? two, two more, two more. Yeah. And then no theme in March. We can do whatever we want, which is equally scary. <laughs> Left to your own devices. I don't want to know. <laughs> like maybe we just do more of these. I don't understand. Oh my God. It's going to be like the elusive quest. You're going to be like, we will not stop. Yeah. Sharon Stone made a lot more movies, guys. Right. (laughs) True. True. I don't know if you remember this part, but Mm -hmm. uh, well, first of all, actually, thank you, Tiff, for joining me here to discuss Indecent Proposal. My pleasure, I guess. I don't (laughs) think of it this way. You got more, you know, you, you already had watched it, so you might as well get more, you know, bang for your buck out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that would have true. been a good name for this movie. Bang Seriously. for your buck. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like that would have overpromised. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mild kissing for your bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, to close out the episode, you got to take us <gasps> oh, out with a classic. Oh, oh that's quote right. Oh my god. Okay, I have to find a good one. Hang on. Decent proposal. On. Which I'm gonna do it. I. Couldn't even imagine what the top IMDb quote even would be. Oh, we're going to find out. Yeah, I'm looking it up, too, because what? Oh, no. That's really sad. It's a very sad one. (gasps) Okay, I also just want to quickly call out that the tagline for this movie is apparently a husband, a wife, a millionaire, a proposal. (gasps) <gasps> oh this, this is the plot that's not a tagline i know seriously this is a bullet point list of the characters okay i think i got one i think i got one it's kind of uh-huh. <sighs> hang on i'm making sure this is my, my, my while you're looking i'm just gonna look at the trivia <laughs> to see if there's anything anything good but Apparently, the director fought a lot with Demi Moore. Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot of interesting trivia either, which perfectly lines up with the movie itself. 
Okay, do you want something funny or something sad? Let's go funny. Okay, okay. This is, so this is a couple, it's a couple of lines. I'm going to take some liberties here. Okay. <laughs> Between the lawyer and, uh, and David, the husband. Okay, David, before we go any further, let's get the moral issue out of the way. David says, leave us to that. And the lawyer says, no, I was referring to my fee. I get 5%. Thank you for, thank you, Oliver Platt, for carrying this whole goddamn movie on your back. Seriously. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night.